Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Gag Nation podcast, a podcast about my life's adventure in music, sports, enterprise, and leisure. This is the final episode of the Vinyl 45 Trilogy. In the first episode, we covered the Vinyl 45. The second episode, we covered eight great B-sides. And in the final part, we're going to put together the ultimate playlist for your jukebox. So we're calling it the Ultimate Jukebox Playlist There's more to it than you think, and it will be the 10th episode for the Gag Nation podcast, and Scotty is going to be back bringing it home with us. There's a lot of complexities to deal with. First, you only get to choose 45s, and then you have to go find them, which is another issue to deal with, and then pick which ones you want. But it's also part of the journey, and if you do it right, it can be a lot of fun. So Scotty and I have lots of facts and stories to talk about, but first, a little housekeeping. So the podcast is now available on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Please subscribe and you'll get episodes whenever one becomes available. We have a Facebook page, so go there and check out the photos and playlists and other stuff that we comment and put on there and leave your comments. Anyways, let's get this party started and get to our episode. Let's talk Ultimate Jukebox Playlist, and why is there more to it than you think? Scotty, how are you, my man? I'm great, Billy. Thanks for having me back. Always good to have you. So this is our third episode related to the Vinyl 45. So this episode will complete our trilogy. Yeah, kind of like the Cure's trilogy, right? And just this week, I think Pornography by the Cure had its 38th anniversary. Yep, yep, 38 years ago. And so the Cure trilogy was pornography, um, disintegration, and uh, in blood, blood flowers. flowers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, kind of, I don't know if they planned to do it. I don't know if we planned to do this trilogy like that. It just kind of ended up that way, right? I think it did. But, you know, side note, Billy, on, you know, why, why we're still friends is, you know, the first time I came over to your house, I was looking through your CD rack, which had a lot of CDs in it, and it was in your living room, because that's how they all were before, and I saw you had the Cure Pornography, and I thought, okay, that is not an album that a lot of people have, and I thought, okay, this guy must be all right if he can dig that album. Yeah, and we're still talking about it, so pretty cool. So our focus on the Vinyl 45 is generating demand for turntables, my friend. My work colleague, Linda Lamb, told me the other day that all of our talk about the 45 is is inspiring her to look and start to buy a turntable so she can relive her youth and play her 45s. I heard you heard similar stories like that from friends. Yeah, I I have my friend Ralph and Joanne. They're digging out their 45s and looking at what's on the B-sides and doing a little research, so... I think everyone's having a little fun with it. Good, good. I, I think the 45 was kind of forgotten. We're bringing it back. I like it. So let's get to the episode. And why isn't it easy to create the ultimate jukebox playlist? Seems like it'd be pretty simple. Or you, why don't you just do a playlist on Spotify and call it a day? Well, you could do a playlist on Spotify. But, you know, it's just not as much fun, Billy. There's a nostalgia to getting the actual physical vinyl 45 seeing what the label looked like, hearing the kind of the needle hit the record a little scratchy at the beginning and playing through. So I think, you know, there's a lot that goes into it um, to to create it, but that's the fun part is going out and finding the 45s. Okay, so kind of the journey. I guess you sold me on it, and I feel there must be a backstory here. So what, what is kind of just the backstory about the jukebox so we kind of have the context about how it all works do you know a little history on the jukebox i'm sure you do that's why i'm asking you well i do i mean you know the jukeboxes really were big 
in the in the late forties and then in the fifties with you know the birth of rock and roll. Even though they did stop making them during World War II because it was considered a non-essential item, Billy. So even in those days, like today's days, there was non-essential items, and the jukebox didn't make the cut. But really, in the fifties, it really took off because that's where teenagers went to listen to music that wasn't always getting played on the radio. And they could play it in diners and things like that. They couldn't get into bars yet. And that's where, you know, a lot of teenagers congregated in that to listen to their their music. Yeah. And it really took off. Well, you see in the um, like that Ruby's Diner, they have the little jukebox. It's on the table. I always thought it was kind of corny, but they actually that's how people did it back in the 50s. Huh? Yeah. And there was different types of jukeboxes, too. And they made them really um special with different lights and things that made it really interesting and you know once they started plugging with 45s and stuff it really kind of took off and you see it in a lot of movies whether it's back to the future or other there's always the jukebox always seems to be in the bar in the diner where you know people could play their music speaking of uh bar and uh where you could play music we used to scotty and i when uh our kids were pretty young. We'd get them to bed like on Friday or Saturday night and we'd just be completely exhausted. Our wives would be exhausted and we would just bolt out of the house and we would go to this place called Mug Shots. And it had like a, and, and really it sounds like we were just getting away. The real thing was it had this awesome jukebox, right? Why don't you talk about that jukebox? Well, it did. I mean, well, and it, that was our local watering hole back in the day. So, but you know, the jukebox, you know, had, it, it hooked up like now you have CD jukeboxes and you also have ones that hook into, you know, back office, you know, Spotify or Apple, however it does. So you get almost any, any kind of thing that you want, but, you know, part of that, and that's part of the, the joy of having a jukebox versus just making a playlist is, you know, the joy of it is, you know, if you remember, we'd go to the jukebox, we'd put our money in and you and I would stand over with our beers and look at songs and say, we got to hear that. Or I might say this song and you'd say, no, no, this song. And, and that's kind of the banter and the fun of a jukebox itself versus just playing music in the background for people to hear. They get to select it, and then you're excited about when your song comes on. So that moment may have been the catalyst for you getting your own jukebox. So why don't you tell the listeners what your jukebox is like? Because what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to fill Scotty's jukebox on this episode. So, tell, so they can visualize what's going on. Give us some, uh, give, tell us what it's about. Well, my jukebox is uh, it, it houses 45s, um, so it's a it's a kind of an old older style jukebox, even though it's newer. It's a Sgt. Pepper's and 50th anniversary jukebox that was licensed by Apple, um, and it, it's awesome. It's got the Beatles in it and their Sgt. Pepper stuff, and it's all decked out. It's really cool looking, but again, it has 70 spots for 45s. It doesn't play CDs or anything else, and but it does also because it's newer technology, I actually can hook up a turntable to it. And I also can, um, you can also with the jukebox play Bluetooth through it. So if you don't, if you get tired of what's in the jukebox, you can always extend and just play your playlist when you want to. Sounds like it's kind of cheating if you use the Bluetooth. Well, it is. I mean, I like people to use the real jukebox to see the 45s. And most people that come over like that more than the playlist. But sometimes when my kids are playing it, you know, there's not enough songs on them on the jukebox for their style that they want to hear. So do we just start randomly buying 45 for you, your jukebox? There's got to be some type of mission or plan. Draw the play up in the huddle for the Gag Nation listeners here. How do you do it? 
Well, first of all, you got to think about your audience is the first thing. And so you, you asked about a playlist. And, and the reality is you're making a playlist, but you don't know who your guests are going to be. Because the jukebox, you can't just switch out the 45s every time a different variety of people come over to your house. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I thought about in my mission is how can I create a playlist with only 70 selections, A sides, of course, 70 B sides too, but how could I create a selection that would appeal to a large group of people when they come over? So that's kind of how I started thinking about it. Like I wasn't thinking about going deep into songs that yeah. I would like. I, I was trying to think of the bigger audience and what that might mean if, you know, my friends, I know one of my friends, neighbors, dad kind of loves to come over and play pool with us in, in the man room and he loves the jukebox. And so I, you know, I'm even thinking of him. I'm thinking about if you came over, what would you want to see on it? So that's what I kind of do. Yeah, there's not unlimited resources on this one. You've you got some serious constraints, right? Well, there are because, A, 45s are old. You know, the heyday was really 60s, 70s for what we're talking about. A lot of the great songs that we love from the 80s and beyond aren't available on 45s. And really, I didn't even know what was out there on 45s because I really didn't buy a lot of 45s after, after the mid-70s, probably only a handful of 45s after that. So, you know, post-80s stuff is pretty limited. Um, and what's out there is a lot of, you know, pop and classic songs. And it, probably a lot of it isn't really probably cataloged that well, correct? If you need to go and kind of go old school and do some record archaeology. You do. Well, and, you know, there's there's not as many record stores as there was back, you know, in the 70s. Right. So you go to yeah. these record stores now, you got to find them. There's apps out there that help you find them. So every time you go into a new town, you can find them. But again, the 45s aren't really organized because they're low volume, kind of they yeah. just thrown into boxes and oftentimes not categorized, etc. Kind of sounds like a pain in the ass, my friend. Uh, it is, but you got to just enjoy hanging out in a record store and talking to the owners and, you know, for an hour or two, usually more than that for me, and just, you know, listening to music, flipping through songs, and again, finding songs. I mean, there were some songs I wanted in the jukebox, Billy, but most of them were just songs that I stumbled upon, and it said, this would be a great song for the jukebox. I mean, you're also retired, but I can totally see digging this if I had more time. Think about all the guys hustling out to record store day to find the gems. That happens twice a year. You're kind of doing this 365 days a year, so you got to give us some of the details. Well, you know, I think part of it, again, is, again, I am retired, so I do have a little more time. But I think, you know, it's for anyone that likes, you know, likes hanging out in record stores and finding new discoveries, which, again, a lot of these new discoveries isn't necessarily the song, just that it's available on 45. And of course, a lot of 45s were made post that it were made just for the <laughs> jukebox itself. So they were made for the jukebox and they created two good A and B sides by artists that weren't released when they originally released. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, it, to it totally makes, it makes sense. But can you just go online and just kind of buy this stuff or? Yeah, you can. I mean, you, if you knew a specific song or 45 you wanted, you can pretty much like anything, get anything on eBay. But like I said, my friend Johnny, who comes with me shopping a lot for these, he's like, he's like, that's cheating, right? You got to go in and find it yourself. And part of the, the lure is holding the vinyl, looking at it, looking at the label, etc. Shopping online. Yeah, you can get it and fill it up. But you know, you won't know necessarily the quality of it. You got to pay shipping on every item. Mm. You know, you know yeah. that kind of media is expensive to ship. 
if you're paying more for shipping than you are for the 45 for some of them that you want. And also, you don't know in the end when you start. When I started this journey, I bought ones that I thought would be in the 45s, and I discovered something better. And that song never made it to the jukebox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are some of the record stores so that you're going to find these things? I mean, for the Gag Nation listeners, Scotty lives in Southern California. So are you going all over Southern California or finding them other places? What's the deal? Yeah, well, I'm going all over. Like every time I go somewhere, if I have time, if I'm by myself or I'm doing something, if I go to San Diego, I'll, I'll look up what record stores are in the area and I'll go to those. You know, I go to some of the bigger stores here. Amoeba is one of them. They, they have a good selection of 45s that you can find. And also there's apps that you can get to help you find record stores in whatever town you're in. It'll just tell you the closest record store. So Palm Spring, I found a great store when I was in Kansas visiting my son at wow. his school. It's fantastic. It's probably the best one for 45s that I found across the country. So unbelievable. In a college town. Why do you think that one was so uh, strong with 45s? It's, just, it's kind of a niche thing. The guy was into it, got lucky. Who knows? You know, in part, I don't know. I think they just took the time. I mean, there's they, they had 45s was still a small part of their inventory, um, which usually it is. Um, but they had them really well organized and, and separate sleeves. They weren't just thrown in a box. They they had them not only by ABC, but they called out big band names. They had a lot of the record store releases in yeah. there. So that really made it as a as a fan and, and looking through it more fun because it was a little more organized well i know that you and i had went to my favorite independent record store fingerprints in long beach and we were looking at them and i fingerprints is great and this isn't anything against fingerprints but i wouldn't exactly say their 45 organization was 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 great it wasn't terrible it was like in a box it looked okay but like we really had to dig through those things to find them yeah that's true and that is one of my favorite record stores they have a lot of great stuff their books and everything there so again no dig on them but again you know, 45s are, you know, probably a low margin thing. You know, when people got them, they didn't take great care of them because it wasn't like an album where you could put it away in a sleeve and hang out. I mean, they got stacked on each other and played. And then people, they, I bet a good majority threw, got thrown in garbage. And unlike albums, which, you know, you can buy Dark Side of the Moon brand new now, you can't go out and buy the 45 yep. from Dark Side of the Moon now brand new because they stop making them after it falls off the chart. Yeah, yeah. And you have... Uh, um at fingerprints they don't actually have it in the high profile area of the 45 it's over there by the greeting cards uh uh and that like but we're going ahead and we're doing podcasts on the 45 it kind of appears like nobody cares about something that we're doing the podcast on why are we doing it well i mean i i think maybe people don't care about you know filling a jukebox because most people will never do that but i think it's just the journey and it's also bringing back the memories i mean everyone that's a music fan probably had a 45 if they're in our age group at some point. So it's just like having an album. I mean, that's what we were doing when we were flicking through them. You would find something, I would find something, and we'd go like, oh, my God, check this out. I didn't even know they had a 45 or uh, or whatever. So it is. It's a lot about the kind of nostalgia and the music discovery um, and, and that. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, it's always fun to do. And it's, it's fun to do with someone else, too, because – Someone will find someone and say, what do you think about this one? Right? Like you said, I never knew this was even released on 45. And then all of a sudden you got a nugget. And that's, again, the joy of doing it in person versus online. And then you're debating if you should get it. And then you, it always comes down to, it's a buck 99. Just break, just pay for it. You pay three bucks for Starbucks coffee on the way over here. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But I mean, that, like at fingerprints, I found the great Muddy Waters on Chess Records uh, there. And that was, you know, I, I love it. It was great. So we need to build Scotty's ultimate jukebox playlist. 
And we've done all the hard work now. We've been through record stores and online and all that stuff. We have about 245 to choose from. Should be pretty easy peasy. What else do we need to consider, Scotty? Well, I think you got to consider for me, what I did is I tried to limit the number of artists, Billy. Um, and then I also had to try to figure out what order did I want to put them into the jukebox. Right. Well, you um, only have 100. You only have 70 records you can put in there. So that's you got to limit stuff right off the bat. Yeah. And what I kind of decided to do is kind of limit to one song per artist to just make it tough, except for there's a couple exceptions. The Beatles, the yeah. Stones and Zeppelin yeah. are the three exceptions. But I, I, I went in thinking, all right, because I can't be putting like three songs by this and three because then I'd be down to like 20 artists. Yep. Yep. I totally get that. You know, and the way I set it up, too, was I started chronologically. So I started with the stuff from the 50s, 60s, all the way to really the 80s. There's not much past the 80s, even though an exception was I put Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane, the greatest 45 of all time, in the number one spot. So in theory, you have the greatest uh, 45 of all time, and then you start your chronological effort. I think that's the way to look at it, right? Yep. And also, you know, that 45 was the precursor to the Sgt. Pepper album which is, the, you know, jukebox is okay. a Sergeant Pepper jukebox. So that's pretty much like if you had a basketball Hall of Fame, you'd have Michael Jordan, like Michael Jordan wing, and then the rest of the Hall of Fame. That's right. Yeah, Michael would be first, and then you could have all the other players after that. Okay, so we're getting – I understand that. So we've covered a lot of ground. We've battled through all these hurdles and issues that we got to deal with. We've got a stack of 45s now. We've got all the ingredients. Scotty, how do we put together the Ultimate Jukebox playlist? How do you do it? Well, like I said, at first I, I, I made a conscious decision to limit to one. So that then I got to think about, well, what categories do I want to put in the jukebox? Because, again, the jukebox is for a wide audience, yeah. anyone from 16 to 80. So how do I make that happen? And so I, I kind of dropped what I consider six categories, and I tried to put songs into each category that would meet that requirement. Okay, what are the categories? Well, the first one is kind of a personal, selfish one, kind of – my favorites are things that have special meaning to me. So they're maybe not going to get a lot of play by the crowds. And, you know, but I, I had to have them in there. Okay. What's an example of that? Just so I kind of have some context. Sure. Um, well, I will dare color me impressed, color me impressed by the replacements. Okay. Replacements, not a super popular band. Yep. But, you know, my, one of my favorites. And so these are kind of, what else would be in there? I just trying to make sure I got, I understand. Uh, I got a 45 by Wilco. I might, I got, I got a, a Sinatra tune that I used to always play in a jukebox when I was in college at the local watering hole. Okay. Um, you know, that's what I got in. There. Okay. So a bunch of crap that you like that nobody else likes, but it's your jukebox. Right, so that, you get it. That's why you call yeah, it my it's favorite. It's got to be a, a special person has to be over to enjoy those songs. Those aren't going to reach the masses. Okay. So that like for me, I would have something like the Stranglers or Gang of Four in there. And besides my brother and maybe you, everybody else will be like, what is this? Right, exactly. But you want it, and when you're in there, you might play it and turn people on to it. But it, you know, on their own, the majority of people that come to your house aren't going to play it. I guess there's got to be some advantage to, to owning it. So I guess that, that would be it. So what's the, what's the next category you got? The next category is I wanted to make sure I had certain artists represented that I think were significant in the history of rock and roll and my, and my favorite. So they fell into kind of both categories. Okay, give me an example. Uh, well... You know, Bowie. Bowie. I had to put nice. Bowie in there. What song? I put, what song? Let's let's dance with cat people. Seriously? You picked that one? Yeah. 
I know. I know. Well, again, it's for the mass audience. Last Dance, very popular. What would you pick, Billy? Because I know you're a big Bowie fan. Well, on the last episode, we covered Ziggy Stardust as a B-side. So you know, not Ziggy Stardust, uh, Suffragette City as a B-side. So you know the other side's going to be good. So there were two times. It was a B-side twice. I think the first time it was Starman, and the second time it was Young Americans. So I would go Young Americans and and uh, Suffragette City. You get two bang, uh, kill two birds with one stone. You got two bur- uh, bangers. Let's dance. I don't know, man. No, I, I can't disagree with your selection there. It's a good one. But also, you got to find them, too. I don't know that I found that one. But again, uh, that would be equally as good as Let's Dance. I got to agree. Okay, what else do you got in there for uh, uh, these artists' favorites? I got a cure. Okay. Hot, hot, hot. Okay. Why can't I be you? Which probably, again, yeah. a little more on the poppy side, but, okay. you know, reaches a wider audience. Yep, yep, I got you. Um, I got, you know, I'm a big Warren Zevon fan, so I got Werewolves of London and Lawyers, Guns, and Money. I think that should, be in, I think that should be in the Scotty Faves, but... Who, who, it probably is. Borderline. Yep. Borderline Scotty Faves, Okay, right? what else? Um. Uh, you too, Pride, and I will follow. And I got Dylan, and I got you know James Brown in there too. How about, so you know a few others. You got Neil Young. You got to have some Neil Young, right? You know I did. Uh, yes, Neil Young, uh, Heart of Gold, and Sugar Mountain, A and B side. Solid. That's solid. Very so, solid. Okay, what's your next category? Um, the other category next would be kind of crowd pleasers. Crowd pleasers. So these, okay. These are kind of well-known songs that almost anyone that walks in is going to know that song, whether they're 16 or 70, right? So okay. think of that as the criteria. Okay. And uh, give me a couple of examples. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Do we really need, with, Did we hear this song enough in the last year? I mean, do we need to hear this again? We did, but, you know, you get people around the jukebox and drinking beers and playing pool, and they, they, they like to press that button. It's a big crowd favorite. Okay, when they press that button... The gad goes to get a cocktail, and uh, there'll be no line, I guess, <laughs> for that. And then I'll be back, and maybe it'll be over. What else? I guess it's I guess it's the erotic city of your uh, jukebox song. So, <laughs> uh, what else? Um, Hotel California. All right, all right, I get it. Highway to Hell. Uh, Johnny, be good. Sweet Home Alabama. Okay, again, I get songs it. that everybody knows. Yep, yep, right. Yep. Okay, I got it. I got it. Everybody's gonna be happy. There we go. Yeah. Okay, I get that category. The crowd pleasers. What's your fourth category? Fourth category is, you know, you're not going to like probably anything in this category because it's going to be kind of pure pop kind of bliss songs that are just people hear them and they like them. And, you know, it, it both sexes can relate to them. Um, good song. OK. Examples. Big hits. Big hits. Examples. Uh, hello. It's me, Todd Rundgren. Very popular on the jukebox. OK. Uh, you're so vain, very popular. People dig that too. Carly Simon. Uh, Carly Simon. Um, you know, she's, uh, I can see clearly now. I can see you know? clear. Uh, yeah. I go with that. Yeah. People like that. Yeah. So those songs. Hall and um, Oates. Got, got She's Gone by Hall and Oates, okay. which is again, not one of their bigger hits, but probably one of their better songs. I, well, when you were singing, um, uh, when I started singing, uh, I can see clearly now I almost broke into uh, I can't go for that. No can do from Hollow Notes. That's why it triggered me to say uh, Hollow Notes. But you went with She's Gone, which isn't the most popular one, but still a good jam. All right, cool. Yeah, well, better I could never put in the other one. Every song has said, I have to like it a little bit. It can't be in the jukebox and, and, with uh, 70 spots and not be on something that I could bear listening to. So I, I can't go for that is a, a no can do for you. I got it. Okay. That's a no can do. Okay, so then your what's your fifth category? 
my fifth category are kind of rockers. Um, just straight ahead, good rock and roll tunes. So what do you got? Um, you got like Van Halen on there? Yeah, no Van Halen because I couldn't find. I never found like Running with the Devil or You Really Got Me, and I wasn't going to put any Van Hagar in there, and I certainly wasn't going to put Jump in there, even though it could meet the quality standard of pop or you know. But just it, I didn't find it. It's not in. Okay, there. well the world thanks you for not putting Jump in that in there. I don't think we need to hear that song ever again. Okay, but what do you have in there? I well, and some of the rockers, you know, I, I got you know Satisfaction by the Stones, uh, whole lot of love. Layla, Maggie May, Bitch, Brown Sugar, London Calling by the class. Nice. Um, Big B-side. Great B-side on London Calling. I remember from our previous episode, Train in Vain. Yeah, Train in Vain, another popular. But again, nobody knows that it's called Train in Vain unless you're an experienced class listener like us. But, you know, but it's still great. I play it a lot. Um, And Ballroom Blitz, kind of like a, you know, kind of a rocker pop song that people – a lot of people know that song. The what? Do you have the version by Crocus? No. Is there a 45 by Crocus? <laughs> they, for Ballroom I don't know if there's a 45, but MTV back in the day when they had 30 videos played the hell out of it. They played it all the time. Yeah, no, this is the old uh, sweet version uh, from the 70s. Yeah, probably a good choice to, um, to, to go with that one. So cool. So that's five categories. Um, what's the next category? The last category, probably not going to be one of your favorites either. Um, but sing-alongs, kind of what I what I consider people like. Like karaoke? Everybody knows, like karaoke? Well, kind of like everybody knows the song, and they like to sing it when they've had a few cocktails. How about that? Okay. So, you know, is it, they, they, have, they have choruses that work for people like in karaoke. Is, is that how Webster defines it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how Webster would define it. But well, they should. You know, he should define it that way. <laughs> You know, exactly. Well, we should have a, a Daniel Neuer Webster dictionary. <laughs> yeah, so. there we go. So give me a couple songs that are along the sing alongs. Sure. So, um, you know, Brandy. Okay. Girl, I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to say, like, Mary had a little lamb and happy birthday and stuff. Okay. So, Brandy, I get it. What else you got? Yep. Uh, My Sharona, big favorite. Do you want to hug? love it. Uh, what's the B side? Good Girls Don't? No, I wish it was Good Girls Don't, but I love that because I love that tune. But no, it's some other song I don't recall okay what else you got on there uh you know we got we got some of the classic sweet caroline okay you know you know i know you weren't gonna love this category but you know when people are drinking and they're you know they're moving around I, american pie people love to sing along to that song. yeah yeah and yeah well, american what, pie though uh does it all fit on one side isn't it like nine minutes or something yeah, no, it's it's an A and B. It kind of fades on side A, then it starts on side B. So you got to play both to get the whole thing. Wow, you know? wow, wow. Um, and then, you know, a couple others, like Ain't No Mountain High Enough uh, by Marvin Gaye and The Wait by the band, uh, 1999 by Prince. Okay. The crowd loves it. I get it. Well, you know. Okay, so pretty cool. So the thing is, is that you mentioned you have songs from, multiple songs from The Stones, um, Zeppelin, and I think... Uh, the Beatles, um, that means that you have less than 70 artists on there. It means you had to leave a lot of people, um, a lot of people off. Um, I didn't hear you say anything from REM. You got anything from REM? I do. I have uh, in the crowd pleaser category, I kind of have end of the world as we know it. Mm. You know, a lot of people know, again, for deep guys on REM like me and you, wouldn't it be the song? But, you know, I originally, I think I had, uh, don't go back to Rockville flipped with catapult in there and it just wasn't a get enough play. Right. You only need your deep REM fans wanted it, but 
you know, my kids don't know it, you know. Old man Kinski doesn't cut it either, I guess. No, All right, no, I got no, it. I, got it. I, you know. I guess it comes down to that you're trying to please a lot of people. And if something doesn't get played, it's unproductive inventory, like something sitting on the shelves, right? So, um, Right, exactly. And in part of the joy of having the jukebox is seeing people get excited when they hear a song. So if something's never getting played, you know, basically it boils down to it has no value, like you said. Okay, let me ask you a couple others that I didn't hear you call out the names on. Uh, psychedelic Furs, you got anything by the Furs? We love the Furs. We do, and we've seen them so many times, but I don't. I bought Here Comes Cowboys. I think oh, I sent you the picture when I found that's it. That's right. And we don't even have it but, on there. Here Comes Cowboys. I know. Well, oh, my God. Come on. I mean, it's just, there's just, it's not a big enough crowd that everybody wanna, wants to hear Here Comes Cowboys. Me and you, sure. If you were over drinking every night and you lived next door to me, you know, that would be great. It'd be perfect. But, you know, it, that's not how it happened. Okay. Let me, got, I got another one I didn't hear you say. I didn't hear anything from Petty. I had a hard time believing that. Nothing from Petty? Yeah, and he has a lot of great songs, and I do have one in there, Breakdown. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Is in there. Not, that, so, not like, I wouldn't say that's a top 10 favorite. I mean, the fans dig it, don't get me wrong, but it's not super popular song, Breakdown, but I like the choice. Yeah, and it's not super fast or anything. There's a lot of other more rocker ones, but, you know, it's got that special petty vibe, I think, on Breakdown. So Yeah, yeah, it's a good song to uh, listen to when you're playing pool, for sure. Um, I didn't see anything from Devo or hear from Devo. Do they not, they're not mainstream enough or what, what do you think? I mean, that's some big hits. Yeah. Not, not mainstream enough. And you know, yep. They didn't, they didn't make the cut. Were there any other ones that were on the bubble that you were, I guess, hemming and hawing about? I got to find a way to get in here. I mean, it seems like you kind of dealt with this whole thing and like, you've kind of had to go through that process, but for us that are kind of going through this the first time, you know, it, it, it'd be good to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, I mean, there are bands I thought for sure would have something in there. Like, you know, I think I had the Kinks in there. You know, they have a lot. Of, I got a few of their 45s, Lola. Nothing from the Kinks. Um, I mean, we come from nothing. we come from large families, so we have to get along with our families. The, the Davies brothers don't get along. Was that a reason for possibly eliminating them? Because you lack of respect for people that don't get along with their family members? Nothing? No, no. not at all. Okay, that was a reach anyways on... On my part. Okay, that's cool. I, I dig the king, so I would love to hear Lola or Superman. Oh, I, God, if you get him a, a Superman for, uh, on one side from the Kinks and Superman from REM, well, if that was available, would that make um, it? Yeah, that might make it. Um, and I do. I did buy a couple Kinks ones, particularly I got the You Really Got Me original, and then I got a couple from the low-budget album with Superman and Gallon of Gas, and you know, but they just didn't make it. I mean, I love them, but again – just not a big enough crowd for that. I got you. So anyways, man, dude, that was a lot of work, but it was also a lot of fun, man. Well, it was. And even, I, you know, my kids even got into it. They, they actually bought a Mac Miller 45 that, that made the list. So they got it. Wow. But that means you had to kick something yeah, out. Yeah, I did. But, you know, it gives them a song and it's a colored vinyl. So it looks yeah. kind of cool spinning. But, um, you know, they, they liked it. They got a little Mac Miller in there when their friends come over. That's really cool, man. And I've, I've really enjoyed taking this trip down memory lane. It's always a good time. It reinforces the value of the search and just the way that we used to discover music, you know, going to record stores and thumbing through stuff and thinking about it and that. I mean, that's when dinosaurs roamed the earth, but now we're roaming the earth again and loving it. Anyways, that was awesome. I thank you, my man, for coming on the Gag Nation podcast and completing, helping to 
put together our first trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, Bill, thanks for having me. It's great to talk about 45s and music anytime with you. And I hope your audience enjoys it and they get out there and, and you know, spend some time in some record stores, even if they're just flipping through them. By the amount of comments that I get from them on our 45, uh, our vinyl 45 episodes, I think they are enjoying it. So I'm sure you'll be back. The Gag Nation listeners love you. So that's it. The trilogy is complete. If you ever go on Jeopardy, I expect you to be fully prepared to handle any questions on the Vinyl 45. We covered A-sides, we covered B-sides, and we covered how to fill a jukebox. You're ready to take on the Vinyl 45 world, so get out there and do it. But don't forget, it's more than the knowledge you gain. To really optimize the experience, you need to appreciate the journey of the collection and discovering and finding the music. And that's where the real nostalgia lives. So that's it for episode 10 of the Gag Nation podcast, the ultimate jukebox playlist. It's not as easy as you think. That was the last episode of the Vinyl 45 trilogy. And that was a lot of fun. So let's not forget to treasure the Vinyl 45. And it's up to us to keep the 45's legacy alive. So thank you for listening and doing your part to flatten the curve. I want to thank Scotty again for his valuable insight and contribution. And go to the Gag Nation Facebook page and find photos and other things that we put on there and post on there and let us know what you think. Peace. I'm out. Wow. That was a lot of work, but it was also a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. But Bill, when you enjoy doing and hanging out in record stores, uh, you know, it's, it's not really work. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It's just the trip down memory lane is always a good time and it reinforces the search and the way we rediscovered music back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. Anyways, that's always awesome. And I want to thank you, my man, for seeing through the Gag Nation's first trilogy. Yes. Yeah, thanks for having me again. I, I love I love the 45s and the vinyl and it's, it's great to talk about it connect with it yeah yep i'm sure you'll be back as the gag nation listeners love you so that is it the trilogy is complete if you ever go on jeopardy i expect you to be fully prepared to handle any questions on the vinyl 45 we covered a sides we covered b sides we covered how to fill a jukebox you're all ready to take on the vinyl 45 world but don't forget it's more than the knowledge that you gain to optimize, you got to appreciate the journey of how you discovered and found your music. And that's where the real nostalgia lives. So that's it for episode 10 of the Gag Nation podcast, the ultimate jukebox playlist. It's not as easy as you think. That was the latest episode of the Vinyl 45 trilogy, and that was a lot of fun. Let's not forget to treasure the 45 as it's a musical treasure, and it's up to us to keep the Vinyl 45's legacy alive. Thanks for listening and for doing your part to flatten the curve. I want to thank Scotty for his valuable insight and contribution. Go to the Gag Nation Facebook page and let us know what you think. Post on there. Have some fun. And that's it. So peace. I'm out.